what's up can i get a redo podcast fam thanks for tuning in today for episode two of season three it's currently pouring down rain where i am in texas and it's going to be a beautiful backdrop at least for me uh for our conversation today and some people love the rain some people love hate the rain and for me i don't care what kind of mess it makes um rain is beautiful and important so maybe this is like um a good nature smile for me today and if you're someone that doesn't like the rain maybe try to think differently about it because i know sometimes rain can what we think ruin our plans we should maybe think it just changes our plans so we can still have good plans we we may have to redirect but don't let the rain ruin your plans just embrace that it's possibly changing your plans and doesn't have to be a bad thing we are not going to talk about rain today but i just wanted to let you know what's going on behind the scenes for me as i'm talking to you um just marveling a bit at at the weather and hoping that you're well and um i'm a bit exhausted from from work this time time of year but relief is coming and um some rest hopefully and and reprieve and i hope that um you're not stressed and and if you are i hope that listening to some of your favorite podcasts or um watching some of your favorite holiday shows this season will help revive your soul and get you in even if temporary better spirits just enhance your mood and give you some mental um release from whatever is stressing you so last episode um if you were with me then you know that i wanted to dedicate season 3 to exploring questions. And today I want to focus on romantic relationships. So the question for this episode is geared toward romantic relationships, although it can be posed toward um other types of relationships and situations. Keep in mind that I am coming from a place of romantic relationships when i pose my question and that question is how could you how could you this question i hope you've never had to ask someone else that you've been in a relationship with but i believe it's been asked by many and there's many different theatrical ways in which this question could be asked. I could be from a place of anger, um deep sadness, um irritation, annoyance. So many different reasons why we might have to say how could you. If you have had to say how could you to a romantic partner, I want you to know that I'm sorry for that and I hope it was minor. I hope also that if you did have to ask this that it sent you 
Like it gave you a trajectory shift in a good way. It opened your eyes maybe. Um, or maybe having to say, how could you? Just sent you on a whole new new path. But, but maybe you were able to maintain your romantic relationship. In preparing for today's episode, I was studying and kind of thinking about how can I package everything that I want to say? And I do want to dedicate the first part to acknowledging natural processes that our body um, has that do affect our romantic relationships and our internal wiring and how we act and how we respond and I ended up kind of getting some information about oxytocin which some people call the love hormone um, but it's a natural hormone that affects aspects of human behavior and in particular if you look online if you google it you may find that it's connected to the male and female reproductive um, system so we have many different types of hormones but I think it's pertinent to to mention oxytocin and I found a fascinating article that discussed like the whole body influence that oxytocin can have and um, it referenced some peer-reviewed studies from 2020 um, that I want to kind of talk about a little bit. I, I don't want my podcast to ever be me regurgitating research or a book and I'm not here to steal other people's um, intellectual property and discuss other people's ideas. But I do think that it helps if you can share um, books and um, other people in this world who have devoted time. Maybe that's their expertise or they've produced literature or material that can be helpful to, to listeners and also can help guide me and make sure that what I'm saying is is sound and not just basically my opinion or my experience alone but I want to give you more than just myself but I don't want what I'm saying to be you know a complete vomiting of of ideas that aren't my own because I have my own things to share and to add to this but if you'll um, allow me I want to share some what I think is a stimulating tidbit from this article that I read on oxytocin and its influence on the body and its connection to our romantic um, partnerings and the way that this oxytocin hormone was presented and connected to relationships was that there are kind of two different types of people in a relationship Um, and one being someone that displays aggression toward themselves and another type of person that bonds with other people that displays aggression toward others and I think a lot of times relationships where one of the parties end up saying how could you I think it's when two people bond that are that are opposite and how they, like this article mentioned, display aggression. I think a lot of times you'll have one person that displays aggression toward themselves and then one 
that um, you know has an outward expression of aggression and they take things out on other people instead of being able to introspect and um, take accountability and and look inside I think that this happens too often unfortunately and we don't even realize it I mean we don't we're thinking sometimes not deep enough when we link up with people and you know our hormones get going and you know we're excited to meet people and um we can be too naive and give people the benefit of the doubt and that's natural and that's normal and um you know life is about taking risks and um and learning but I think it's also good to be knowledgeable and educated and informed so that's why I'm here talking with you today to help prevent other people going through things that I've experienced and trying to give you tools and encouragement along your way. So to continue about this article, I I mentioned that there's two types of people and they have these two different types of responses to oxytocin in their body and um typically the article says the person in the relationship the partner who who usually ends up suffering in the relationship is the one um that doesn't undergo a suppression of their oxytocin when um when met with like people who who disappoint or when they themselves have a disappointing um attitude and people who usually are the aggressor and not the one experiencing suffering in the relationship um they they don't have um you know this exaggerated amount of oxytocin they um they actually are able to their body just suppresses oxytocin and this gets really complicated and i i will share this um link in my notes so that you know maybe you can read it if you're if you're interested but um the person who who doesn't suffer the article says that they are people that have um variations in their oxytocin receptor genes and that usually results in them exhibiting less empathy toward others and they just process and deal with their body deals with um the oxytocin response and levels in a different way and so we have people who suffer and people who don't and the people who don't they're able to you know bypass um this situation of being in this high level state of oxytocin and the person who's suffering in the relationship they get into a place of rumination and rumination just meaning mental preoccupation so this rumination keeps them in this high state of oxytocin and 
it's not good. Um, because when you're in a state of rumination, it could be why, you know, you stay in a bad situation. You forgive people, you overlook things, you ignore things and, um, you stay instead of shutting the door on, you know, a relationship that's clearly unhealthy for you. And people who don't suffer in the relationship, they really don't care about their partner's feelings. And this is sad. This is, this is what leads to situations where one of the parties in a relationship is going to end up saying, how could you? At least at one point and probably multiple times if they're in a state of, if the person suffering, you know, gets into a state of mental preoccupation and they're doing too much introspection. And, um, you know, I want to get into like three different courses of action that I think follow, um, after we get to a place of suffering where we ask our partner, how could you? I think there's some things that happen from there. And the first one being that people who suffer begin, if they stay in this relationship where they're suffering from someone who does not care about their feelings and has no empathy, for others, uh, they begin to blame themselves. And I think that kind of links back to this article discussing um, not people who suffer are ones who can't undergo suppression of oxytocin when met with, you know, disappointing scenarios. Um, you know, the mental preoccupation can be them blaming themselves and beginning to accept lies and put downs and you know when thinking about this topic I started to think that people who suffer they blame themselves and they get into cognitive dissonance and they begin to deny their reality and confusion has just taken over and they're confused and they think that things are their fault and they begin to justify their unempathetic partners and for me personally I think that when you get into a place of being hurt and you're suffering in your relationship and you're now blaming yourself and you're now in a, a mental state of cognitive dissonance where you know you're questioning reality and you're not sure because possibly you're with someone who's mean and manipulative and lies and deflects and doesn't take responsibility and denies and you know you're you're gaslit and 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 you just like you don't even know what to think anymore and what to believe and what's true and who's wrong and who's right and um you can end up finding yourself going on this crazy google search where you want to find out about your suffering, like you're suffering so much and you're mentally ruminating that you, you start trying to seek answers because your conversations and your conflict resolution is failed with your partner who doesn't care about your feelings and isn't able to have empathy. Um, 
and you have blamed yourself and now you're on this possible Google search of trying to figure out and and find your way to filter through cognitive dissonance of is this normal? Should this have happened to me? Um, am I overreacting? Like who's in the wrong? And it's kind of sad because you're left if you're the one suffering on your own to try and figure out what to do and what to think and and you have this pain this unresolved pain and and wounding and and you want answers you want closure and if you're in an unhealthy relationship where you're suffering you're not you're not going to get that from your partner it's not going to happen you might get you know an apology cycle a fake apology Sometimes you may have to ask for that apology, but guaranteed if you're with someone that lacks empathy, they don't mean it and they're going to do it again. And I think the only word I can repeat here is just, it's sad. And I think if you continue to stay after you begin to blame yourself, the next kind of phase you would step into in a relationship where one person is suffering and one is not and that is that you get caught in the hope trap the hope trap could also be referred to as a place of trauma bonding so things have been so traumatic and you're suffering so bad that now your your suffering has gotten you into this trauma bonded relationship and you know um depending on how things are resolved or how they move forward with your romantic partner um it's almost like i don't want to say individuals who suffer in relationships get addicted to the pain but you do get addicted to this like chase or desire of you know being validated by your partner who has caused you suffering and so when they come back around and they they fake you out and they're nice again or they're normal again or you know whatever it is like time passes and you know um you carry on and whether things are swept under the rug or you receive a fake apology or make amends in whatever toxic way that you do in your unhealthy relationship then you're trauma bonded it's a cycle it's and it's all just sick and it's all sad and if you're at a place of trauma bonding you know this this might be where you know some people might think of you as becoming a doormat for the person who who causes you suffering that you're in a relationship with and you're caught in a in a hope trap of thinking that things can and things should and things will get better and it, and you know truth has left the building and your mind is warped at this phase and the truth is something that you can't accept and that truth is that bad romantic pairing it, it may or may not get better um but if you're in the hope trap you're thinking it's going to get better and you continue to suffer and you continue to stay 
And in my opinion, the only way that um, relationships can improve is if both people are capable of emotional intelligence and empathy. So we can't have a romantic bonding of someone that um, is unable to suppress their oxytocin and, you know, have empathy and someone that, that's not. I, that's, to me, that kind of, and that partnership and, and bonding of two people, one person is is going to possibly be fine and content and unfazed and the other person is possibly undergoing deep suffering um, in the relationship and staying and not knowing what to do or how to do it or when to do it and um, they're trapped and the hope trap can keep you stuck for years years and the only way to get out of the, the hope trap is to turn the tap off and get out or you're just going to keep suffering and staying in this toxic relationship where where really you're the only one suffering and is that really what you want to do with your life do you want to constantly be spinning your wheels constantly being mentally preoccupied with you know trying to filter through horrible things that happen to you in your relationship and you could waste your whole life in this hope trap that things will get better that that things can be normal that this other person causing you suffering that they are sorry that they do care and you know um you know you begin to just justify what they do and you know maybe the person you're with has had some bad experiences maybe in their that go back to their childhood and and the good person in the relationship really feels sorry for that and can get caught you know excusing the other person for their lack of empathy and their bad actions in the relationship you know out of just you know feeling sorry for what that other person went through and thinking that it's okay you just you just excuse their bad behavior because you're a good person you're a kind person you're understanding and you have empathy and you have high emotional intelligence but if someone is making you think how could you then I highly doubt that they are a good person that cares about you and the fact that you're suffering on the inside and you will fatigue yourself in this hope trap trying to please placate pacify improve your hurting improve your wrongdoing and preach to your partner about the possibility for relationship healing and transformation and you know you may even find yourself trying to teach them right and wrong and and get validation or get an apology or you know try to bring healing and and get your relationship on on better footing by just preaching them to them about right versus wrong and the ethics of the situation and your communication is falling on on deaf ears that that don't care they're not designed or wired to care you have found yourself 
in a romantic relationship with a bad person. They are bad people, in my opinion. If you lack empathy, I just don't think that you're someone that has the capacity to to truly repent. I, I think you go about life unrepentant. And I think repentance is necessary to qualify as a decent human being. How could they do that to you? How could they do that to you? Well, can I get a redo podcast fam? People that make you ask that type of a question do so because they are designed to do exactly that, to not care about their words, their actions. They don't care. They live life externally. It's almost like they've gone numb on the inside. They're just not connected to their soul and who they are. And they don't have the capabilities of not taking things out on themselves. But remember the article that I mentioned about how people who can't suppress oxytocin when met with disappointment that they display aggression um, toward themselves. Well, that sounds severe and it, you know, it sounds like self-sabotaging, but I think it's a really commendable thing to take aggression out on yourself because I think that's a sign of someone who's humble, someone who's willing to take accountability, willing to reflect on themselves and willing to learn and grow and improve willing to take steps to repair when they do things that that cause someone else suffering so these other people that do bad things to you they cannot go there they cannot do those things they will actually project their wrongdoing onto others and it's their way of outwardly just sweeping things that they do under the rug. I mean, and if you try to address them, I mean, you might get the finger pointed at you. I mean, they might deny what they're doing, lie about it. And you may never get the closure or the validation that you truly deserve from these types of individuals that you hopefully have not been in a relationship with, but many have. And when you become vulnerable and you express to them your suffering and you ask them how could you do that and you try to share how they have affected you with their behavior, your vulnerabilities may only serve as ammunition for them to continue to target you. Kind people target themselves in the sense that they target
target their own character when they screw up. They explore why they did something they shouldn't and and they're willing to to fix it and unkind people will target you. And if you're caught in a bad unhealthy toxic relationship, you quite possibly have become that person's whipping post. This is not this, this is not what I want for my listeners. So I want to make sure that I kind of close by offering maybe a solution that you might consider if you are in a relationship where you're suffering and the other person doesn't care and this has maybe gone on for far too long. Um, I want to try to help you and I'm sure you're wondering yourself, how do I end my suffering? And if you're stuck in the hope trap of thinking that things will get better and you're continuing to tolerate, you're eventually in order to leave, to get out, to end your suffering, you're going to have to arrive at a place of accepting reality. And it could take years of bouncing back and forth um, from your bad partner's version of reality to the actual reality and you know you may have to suffer so much that you've just finally had enough and it sends you into this place of ultimate acceptance of reality it's like you wake up you wake up to the truth you have seen and heard and 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 watched and observed so many lying words and behaviors that you get it you get it eventually you get it that's some good news for you is that eventually you will wake up to the truth you will find your way out of cognitive dissonance and you will stop internalizing the byproducts of your bad romantic pairing and you will find a way to get out there may be finances there may be children there may be legalities geographical you know restrictions things that make it difficult to get out but you can you can if you get to a place of wanting to end your suffering and you want to bad enough you'll find a way you'll find a way and I am not minimizing your suffering in any way. But I do hope that you get to a place of accepting what has happened, refusing to take the blame. Realization that it will not get better, no matter how you contort yourself for this other person, it won't get better. Because relationships with people that lack empathy won't get better. They won't. They won't. It might not be all bad moments, but 
the bad do not outweigh the good and you have to get to a place of realizing more often than not I'm thinking how could you do that and I'm suffering more than I am happy in this relationship and where do you go once you you got out well you start to parent yourself and you start to heal and you learn from your experiences and you choose better you decide that you will choose better partners who possess empathy and have high emotional intelligence and we can't get into those topics as deeply as i would like but maybe we will get there and discuss that because today is focused on how could you do that and the answer if you haven't gathered it yet is that people make us ask that question because they lack empathy that's how they could do that to you and empathy is a red flag that should not be ignored lack of empathy unfortunately should be a deal breaker for you so if you're a listener who's dating and not in a maritally legally committed relationship i i i urge you to please consider evaluating people from a place of discerning if they have empathy or not and you will be able to see that it will be evident in their actions toward you how do they handle conflict how do they treat other people when maybe their own family members their parents their their children when you go places how do they treat people who are providing you service there are ways that you can find out if someone is empathetic or not apart from asking because you can't just ask you have to observe empathy in action it's time for a book recommendation i want to um recommend a book called should i stay or should i go if you were to search this author sheerly by dr ramani that is what she goes to on most um social media platforms and and on um the internet dr ramani she's the author of the book should i stay or should i go and that book is attached to narcissism but i think also even if you don't think you're in a relationship with a narcissist i think it's a good read i think it could be helpful in you know just kind of learning about toxic people and people that lack empathy that you may come across and it's a worthwhile read. Um I think it's a good book and I wanted to share some of the questions if you um look this book up on Amazon. I'm I'm basically going to read straight from there but some questions to just get you thinking that are part of the description for this book. Do you feel like you are talking and talking and your partner is never listening? Do you feel like you keep saying the same thing over and over again? 
Does your partner make promises only to break or betray your trust repeatedly? Is your partner controlling or just plain mean? Have you read every relationship book out there, practiced your communication skills, and still feel unheard or neglected? Are you done with second chances? If any of those questions struck a chord, please check out this book, Should I Stay or Should I Go? by Dr. Romani. Uh, the description also says that it's a survival manual um, because we live in a world of romance and rescue where everyone believes love will conquer all. And the more we put up with, the more loving we are. It, it doesn't work that way. We can't just become more loving to compensate for um, partnering with toxic people that, that lack empathy. Um, her book description continues to say, sometimes we choose mean people and before long we are in so deep we don't know whether we are coming or going. One day you want to fight harder and the next day you're ready to pack it in and the next day you want to fight harder. She also mentioned some people will never change and kissing frogs is the stuff of fairy tales, not real life. The beast never turns out to be a nice guy or gal. This is a book that breaks down what people, what mean people do to us, how they do it, and what we can do to survive. Well, thanks for listening, letting me kind of read to you the description. I, I, I think sometimes um, previews do a really good job of engaging you and getting you interested, but I felt it was necessary because you can recommend a book and a lot of people don't care to read and I think it's important to really explain why something is of value of mentioning and considering um, for you to consume. And if you don't like reading, um, you can watch Dr. Romney's videos. She has a YouTube channel and if you're in a place of suffering and wondering how could someone do something to you, please educate yourself because you educating yourself will help strengthen your self-view and it could empower you to take necessary steps that you feel afraid to take or just unsure if you're warranted in taking them. So podcast fam, don't do a toxic dance. You are worth more. And you need to surround yourself. If you're a person who has gone through suffering, if you're a person who's currently suffering in a relationship or you're out of it, you know, and you're trying to, you know, move on past that suffering and make better decisions moving forward, whatever the situation, wherever you find yourself, you need to surround yourself with things and people that keep reality, true reality in the forefront of your mind because you never want to go back to a place of cognitive dissonance where you're where you're confused because confusion leads to chaos, confusion leads to bad decision making and we all need friends and family um, that keep us grounded in truth and that is that is key to mental clarity, making good decisions, and finding better partners. 
So we all need safe sounding boards. And if you're suffering, you can't always take your partner's version of the situation. You you need to have people you can discuss things with. And, you know, if your relationship is that bad, I I really pray that you have someone that can, you know, help help you to realize that what suffering you're experiencing is it's not if you're having to question how could you do that to me it's it's not a good situation and you need people that can help you to realize that and accept that and move out of that and and move on and heal from it so that's a wrap on today's episode discussing the question how could you do that Go forward, Can I Get a Redo podcast fam, and have a great week ahead. Enjoy yourself. We're getting closer to some really important times of the year as we finish this year. Finish it strong. Finish it with people that you love. Maybe finish it getting away from people that that lack empathy, educating yourself, so you can make better romantic pairing decisions in your life and maybe help other people. If you know someone that is experiencing suffering in a relationship, help them. Help them to get out of the hope trap. Help them to realize they're in a hope trap. Help them to realize their value and their worth and that they deserve more and and that it is the, that... They can get out. They don't have to stay. And sometimes these people that you may know that are suffering in bad relationships, they think that 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 they can fix it, that, that they can cure these other individuals that lack empathy. And they need help realizing that as good as they are, as commendable as it is to want to help people that have become individuals that lack empathy um, and take their aggression out on other people you can't we as humans cannot fix and change other people and it can be hard to accept that because we want to help people and we want other people to to change and to validate and to take accountability but some people just can't and that's okay because we can move on and surround ourselves with people that do have emotional intelligence and that do have empathy those types of people are out there it may take some work some work it may take some time but do well be well think well speak well and bye for now